today's episode, we're speaking to Sam Malik. Sam is an inspirational woman who went to hell and back, was near deathbed, was paralyzed at one point, and has turned her life around. From someone who couldn't pay her simple holiday expenses to somebody who's now financially free, all because she kept working on her mindset. Let's speak to her and find out about her journey. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today I'm super, super excited to be speaking to Sam Malik. You've heard her intro. You've seen how amazing she is. So let's speak to her. Welcome, Sam. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. How are you, Gul? I am doing fabulous. And I'm so excited to be speaking to you because I've sort sort of known you personally now. And, and I know how amazing your journey is, and I'm excited to share that with our audience. So Stan, tell us, um, I've obviously I've given the intro, but you tell us what you do. Okay, so I am involved in online business. I'm involved in trading. Um, you know, it seems to be the latest trend. And I'm working with a group of people who are guiding me, like in the physical world, you know, financially, showing me the trade, showing me what to invest in, what not to. Um, that's my financial part of things. I am a mother of two grown up children, very family orientated, very much about women empowerment, helping women out there. And I'm very spiritual and be working on my spiritual journey for, I think, for the last six years now. Awesome. 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 Fabulous. So Sam, tell us how you got started. So take us on a journey. Tell us, you know, what happened and, you know, how did you change your mindset to get to where you are? Okay. So um, I believe, I mean, you know, I believe everything we are conditioned as people. Yes. Um, We are programmed with, you know, society, media, parents, education, you name it, you know, Mm -hmm out there mm-hmm. um, I wasn't aware of that you know I was just a normal person just going through life okay um, I will I'm Muslim background so I will be a practicing Muslim but even then it was not a connection with divine it was more about just doing the process for the sake of doing it yeah that's what I was in because that's the way we were brought up and we said mm. we have to do certain things um, so I just did that not knowing what is the purpose you know no one explained to me why I'm doing it you know just mm. that's what you have to do you have to pray for Five times and so on and that, that's what I did and what happened was I was I had a very strict upbringing so I had a mm-hmm. very strict upbringing my parents were from back home in India when mm-hmm. they came to this country um you know it was a very westernized kind of society over here and um you know kids they do astray at times they go on a different path and because my father was concerned about that he was quite strict on my mom to say make sure that you know our children don't astray they have a good education you know they Mm -hmm. you know they don't um, abuse the family name kind of thing and that's what he said to my mom so my mom was very strict on me because I was the eldest so I've had other three siblings who are younger than me and because I was the eldest in her mindset she was like if I make sure she is on the right path the other one will follow see her as a role model and follow her mm. 
that's why the whole you know um concept of strictness was all on me you know so she was strict on me um it got to a point where i couldn't she was so strict on me and she didn't realize this because you know the parents do the best that they can of course i i couldn't speak you know there was a until 19 years of my life when i say i couldn't speak i didn't have the confidence to speak so I was in a shell. I was, I wouldn't participate in classes, in my classrooms, you know, and my mom would often take me to the doctors to say, I think there's something wrong with my child. You know, she can't speak. She's not participating. She's a shy little girl in the corner. What's going on? And that obviously had an impact on a lot of things in my life. Of course. I was like shut away. You know, I didn't feel confident as a woman. I didn't feel confident speaking. And, you know, I lacked a lot of confidence. Mm. But as the journey went through, you know, in 19 years of age, okay, um, I think I went to work. And when I started working, my um, my manager at the time, he was always very prompting about speaking my speaking about myself, you know, and I couldn't really speak. And I just said, well, you've got to guess what's wrong with this letter and you've got to guess this. So that's the way I used to be. Anyway, um, I got married. And when I got married, um, my, my husband was from India. So when I came here, he didn't know much of things over here. So because of that, I was the one who was, like they say, wearing the trousers in the family. Mm. And I was the one who was the, you know, ahead of my game. So I had to look after things. That's when I had to say, okay, I can't be this shy person now. I've got to start, you know, building confidence. I've got in myself because I've got to work on myself. I've got to do these things. So I was still doing all these things from a physical level, still mm. not connected to the divine, still not focusing on the inside, still doing the chores, but saying, okay, this is what I'm doing. And then as I was going through life, um, some, uh, you know, and because I was very um, ambitious, you know, mm. be- with the confidence and because I made a really success in my marriage with my children and everything, I really realized that, okay, you know, there's something I can do. And I became very ambitious. I didn't do a degree at the age of the usual age that people do the degree. So I came back to doing my degree at the age of 35. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I did my degree at 35. At that time, I had my two children who were very young. So it was a cycle where I would work, um, come home, cook, make sure they've done their homework, fed them, put them to bed. And then I would sit on the computer and work and do my assignments till four o'clock in the morning. Wow. Go to bed, three hours, get up in the morning and the cycle, you know, kept on going on. How did you survive that? That must have been really tough. It was tough. It was. But, you know, when you have a focus and you have a goal and you're so, so determined, you know, that's something I did then, you know, that overshadowed. I didn't think of the tiredness and everything. And that's what happened. So I passed and I got my graduation and it was the best moment of my life because um, my dad, I made my dad very proud because you know, my dad and my mom came to my graduation ceremony, you know, at the age of 35. And it made, you know, I was an inspiration to a lot of women. In yes, I'm sure you were. I'm sure you were. That was really good and it really boosted my confidence as well so that all happened and then again another tragedy happened in my life so what happened was out of the blue um, I was working in a school and prior to that what happened was I was working in corporate um, the private sector but I left that area to go into working in a school because the reason why because I had two young children um I was constantly on the go. I missed out on their first words. I missed out on their first steps. All I would do is just literally pick them up in their pajamas, drop them off to my mum, you know, God bless mums, drop them off to my mum and rush to work, you know, and then I never got to see them until five, six o'clock, had an hour or so with them and then be back to bed. That's when I thought, hold on, 
do I really want my life like this? Mm. You know, what is the quality of life? And that's when, um, you know, I applied in school. And because I applied in school, because that time I didn't have my degree, I applied in school and I didn't have no experience as a teacher Mm -hmm. or teaching assistant all I had the experience of as a mother and in those days they said you didn't need any um you know course of that all they said you're a mother you're well qualified well I was a wow you know it was amazing it was really good at that time so I got this job now there was a big pay cut because obviously working in the coming back into school and working in the public sector and working as a teaching assistant it wasn't a lot of money Mm -hmm. but I had to weigh what was important to me and it was the actual, um, you know, being with my kids, spending the time, the quality of time was more important to me. So I, I carried on at school. And again, because I was ambitious, I worked my way out from teaching assistant. I became a higher level teaching assistant from the higher level teaching assistant because I had admin background. I went into office manager. I went to exam um, administrator. Then I became um, a school business manager. And before the school business manager is where I did my degree because I needed a business and admin degree. And that's when I did it. And then I got that job as well. So I was very much determined and my life was going up and I was thinking this is fantastic so once I got my degree and I got the post I got myself a private office you know in the school pay rise was quite high you know and I got the actual respect you know because I was I was a figure in school so everything was fantastic you know I couldn't say anything about him but like they say everything everything happens for a reason then that's when the tragedy happened So what happened was that I apparently had benign tumours in my body, which I was not aware about. Right. It's a very rare condition, okay? Um, It's like out of 10,000, one person will get it. And I was that lucky one. So um, I didn't know about this because, you know, I never had any internal examinations or anything. So I didn't know about this. But when I had a, a minor car accident, which was no major, nothing happened to the car, nothing happened to me. But when I had a jerk, the benign tumor apparently had moved from where it was in my body and got stuck in back of my neck. And it was entwined in my nervous nerves, you know, nervous system. So because of that, the messages from my head was not traveling down to the rest of my body, which meant my body started shutting down. So over time, my I had like pins and needles in my fingers, then my hands, then my arms. So basically all, all my body neck down became paralyzed, completely paralyzed. For three months, I was like that. And, you know, when you're on the go and you're moving up in the world and you're doing everything and you become ambitious, and you found this internal power from somewhere and suddenly there's a full stop. Mm-hmm. It's like, you think, oh, what's happened? And that's when I hit rock bottom in my life. So I was on a high and then suddenly an emotional, you know, it was a light roller coaster journey. I hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. And that's when I think my, you know, they call it the awakening journey. I yeah. That's when my awakening journey happened because that at that time I kept on asking questions. Why me? What have I done wrong? The usual questions that we of ask. Course. Yes, of course. Yes. And what, 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 how did this happen? You know, what is the purpose of it? You know, all these things were all so many questions. Then obviously I was thinking, well, if my head is saying lift your finger and my finger's not lifting, that's powerful. That means the mind is so powerful. And all these questions started coming to me, you know, and I was like, you know, completely bogged down with all these questions. 
Anyway, um, cut a long story short, three months later, I had an operation and wait, I so but you, did you get paralyzed at any point? Because I think with this conversation, you said at one point you weren't even moving, you weren't able to get out of bed, right? Yeah, I wasn't. So over three months, like over a week, my body started shutting down. I had physiotherapy, thinking that you know maybe I've just probably hurt a nerve or something. But after the physiotherapy, I started becoming better. And I said, like, "Oh my god, everything's fine." But then the next morning, I'd wake up and suddenly my arm, my arms had gone. It was so heavy that I couldn't lift it. And that's when it was a scary moment when each part of your body is shutting down. So from neck down completely, I was paralyzed. I remember one one day, one night, my husband was very exhausted and he was taking care of me and he was very exhausted. I was sleeping upstairs and I had my phone, you know, mobile phone next to me and I was thirsty for water. But because none of my body was moving, I couldn't even get up to get the water. I couldn't even call him because my fingers, there was no, I didn't, you know, they weren't moving. So, you know, my phone was there, but I couldn't. Then I thought, how do I get a glass of, how could I drink? So I tried to get up off the bed, but because your body is so heavy, um, I fell flat on my face, I did, you know, on the floor. And I was like that for all the night. I said, because I couldn't move. I couldn't move. You know, I was face down like this on my, and that time, believe me, there was tears rolling down, you know. And I was like thinking, why am I so helpless? You know, God forgive me, you know, any, but I really do, you know, those people who don't have these limbs, you know, I really do respect them. And, you know, my heart goes out to them because it, made, it gave me a taster. And it's a really scary moment in your life. So um, in the morning when my husband came, he said, what are you doing down there? I said, all I tried to do was just wanted water. And I didn't have the water and I fell flat on my face and I stayed there all night until he came and picked me up. But um, so, yeah, I was completely, um, you know, uh, neck down, completely paralyzed. And that's when I had an MRI scan done because my family said, you know, we can't just wait around. We have, we're waiting for an appointment, but, you know, we got to take her in emergency. And that's when I had an emergency MRI scan done. And that's when they realized that there was benign tumors in my body called the schwannoma. And that actually got entwined in my neck at the back of my neck, you know, where the um, nerves are. And um, then they, within three days, they took me into hospital. And I think it was a big surgeon from America, Dr. Richardson, who was actually traveling back to US that evening but he cancelled his flight because this was a really big op for his career so he said I have to do this and then I had my operation done and it was a nine-hour operation but well, did you get this done privately or was it NHS? NHS NHS because they knew how bad it was they said we can't wait and um, you know within three days I had the op done you know of being admitted and I remember the nurse at the time when they had to take my um you know, my uh, permission to actually operate on me. Um, I couldn't even sign because I couldn't hold the pen because there was mm-hmm. no grip. And, you know, I just literally made a mark. And um, I was really in two minds at that time because what she said to me was either the operation is going to be successful and you'll be or perfectly you, fine. Or you die. Or not die, but I'll be in wheelchair, which is worse because then, because if I'm in a wheelchair, all my life I'm in a wheelchair. So I was like, you know, thinking, what do I do? 50-50. But then I thought to myself, well, I'm no better now. It's a chance I have to take because what if it does work? You know, there's always a what if. And that's why I went for it. And I had a nine-hour operation. It started, I think it was 8 or 9 a.m. in the morning, and it finished at 5 uh, p.m. So, and um, it was all successful. Okay, it was all successful. I was on morphine because the pain was cruciating. 
yeah, and um, I came out the other side, so fighting fit. Now, I remember when I came out of the hospital, just on the funny side of things, when they had they had all these little stickers on me and I was on the machine, you know, the, the beep, beep, whatever it's called, the ECG machine. And my gown was down here. And all I was worried about, my modesty, I was like, oh, my God, lift my gown up. Lift my gown. <laughs> That's the first thing I could think of. I said, oh, my God, I don't want everything showing. <laughs> but, um, but yes, um, but I came out perfectly fine. Um, but you wouldn't believe it, girl, when you don't do something like, you know, for two, three months, I couldn't walk. I forgot how to walk. I had a Zimmer frame and I had to learn how to walk all over again. Wow. You know, because my legs, my legs were so weak. The muscles in my legs were so weak and it took me a lot of rehabilitation to get back. But again, because I was ambitious and because of my my daughter, she was only four years old at the time and that was my motivation. And because of that, you wouldn't believe it, go within a week, I was back on my feet and I was back at work. Wow. Within yeah. a week after such a major operation. Wow. Because I was so, I mean, my work said, no, you need six months off. And I said, no, 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 no I don't need six months off. I want to come back to work. You know, I love my job and I want to be back in it and I want to, you know, do what I do best. And that's what I did. So obviously they put the measures in place. Okay. But mm. you know, I was back at work. I was, and I was, you know, it, it was like a new lease of life I had. Well, what sort of mindset goes in that? I mean, it, it, you know, to go to, uh, not, not necessarily death, but, you know, being paralyzed for the rest of your life and being stuck in a wheelchair for the rest of your life, to going to, you know, having this major nine-hour operation through, what I would say, through divine intervention by having that doctor there at the right time, at the right place, and the NHS, which is usually notoriously horrible, but being able to, you know, pull this act together and get you that, that, that you know, the treatment, and to being back at work and living your life as nothing happened. Mm. It's a major, major, major achievement. What kind of mindset goes behind it? Well, you know, that's what intrigues me. And this explains, this explains why you are so successful now, because you have just such a solid mindset. But how do you develop that mindset? What it is, I think um, even though I used to do the practice, and this is not based on religion, but just the connection that you have with divine whatever yeah. you come from, I think it's the faith. It's yeah. the faith and the belief that we have in ourselves. And like I said, right, when I actually really started building myself up from not being able to speak to start building this confidence up, and then basically, um, even though, you know, in in the outside world, people think, as well, you've given up a really good career going back into, like, starting again at the age of, you know, in your 30s, you know, um, but having that faith that, don't worry, you know, there is a plan. There is a reason why it's happening. And, you know, again, you know, being able to achieve these milestones, going from a teaching assistant to going to a school business manager, which is practically running the whole of the school, you know, after mm-hmm. the head teacher, mm-hmm. she makes the decisions, but we are the ones who actually run the whole place, you know, you know, and then doing my degree and then passing my degree. I just knew that, you know, the faith was there. I just knew that, like you said, divine intervention. So, don't get me wrong, you know, um, you know, when I, when the whole opera before the operation, when the par- paralysis happened, it was really scary. It was really scary because it's like, I couldn't even move the hair off my head. You know, I was blowing to try and get the hair off my head. You know, that's how, it, and it was, I had a lot of tears. I had a lot of breakdowns, you know, I had a lot of releases. I did, you know, even, even in like when I'm sitting on my bed, you know, alone, you know, there was a lot of tears coming down and a lot of questions coming down. But it was this 
like this invisible force that's saying, you've got this, Sam, you've got this, you can do this, you know, and it just kept me going, it did. And then, like I said, when I had the, um, you know, the MRI scan done, then this doctor being there, you know, it's like everybody just, you know, the divine had just got every everything all to say, okay, all hands on deck now, we got to get through this. My family was amazing. You know, I had family that I haven't seen across the globe they were phoning in and praying for me you know and it was like amazing you know it was like it was like something happened to me but there was a bigger purpose for this there was a bigger bigger reason for this maybe it's to get to family together maybe it's just to be an inspiration to people around me I don't know maybe it's for even the doctor that had to have this tick off on his career I don't know but you know it was it was just that kept on kept me going that did and then obviously when you when you're a mother you know cool when you see your children everything you do you've yeah. got to do it for them yeah. that's your invisible force anyway yeah I mean I, I completely agree as a mother uh, I totally understand you probably won't do half the things for for yourself or people around you, but if you're children, you step up mm-hmm. and it becomes um, non-negotiable. You just have to move forward and plow forward, but it gives you the strength and that, that clearly shows. So uh, so now that you, you know, now that you, you've changed completely the career again, you've gone from being in school into now in trading. So tell us, how did that happen? And well, that you know, happened. So that happened where, again, I believe everything happens for a reason. So where everything was great at work, you know, suddenly things deteriorated. Mm-hmm. And when I look back now, you know, hindsight is a very amazing thing that when you look back now, I realize. Makes all sense, doesn't it? Makes sense, exactly. Mm-hmm. So the, the head teacher that I was working for, we got on really well. But suddenly she had an illness where she had to leave the school. So mm-hmm. when she had to retire because she had an illness or something going on in her life. So when she retired, a new head teacher came along. Me and this new head teacher were not getting on. Mm. And because of that, it pushed me to make a decision that do I really want to be in a nine to five job or do I want to start working for myself? You know, so even though I left the corporate world, came into uh, the public sector, leaving at 4 p.m., you know, being with the children and that, now I was going to notch up to say, okay, we can get it better than that. You don't even have to work for anyone and you can work for yourself. Mm. And that's when, and again, working for yourself was, um, was a struggle was a challenge I would yeah, say it is yes we can get very lazy you know it's nice to have that structure and it did you know because at the beginning right it's like it was try- hard to get up in the morning because like, well, I don't need to get up I can do this I can do that you know and it was a different kind of a feeling so I've been through the different emotions and experiences and um, that's when I went into online businesses and when you go into online business they teach you a lot about you know your personal growth they do which again was a different time, but it was more on the physical level. So I did that. Then through that, I met some other spiritual mentors, which guided me and took me on another journey to work on the internal. Hmm. You know, And um, when I started working on the internal, a whole new ball game opened up. And that's when with my faith, with my working on myself and hmm. believing that these tools and processes will work, it's just, you know, equal to magical moments. That's all I say. And that's how I got involved. So when I did the online businesses through that, I've learned how to go into trading different platforms. And I've very been, I've been a a risk taker. Mm. So I've been a risk taker in the sense that I take calculated risks, you know, I take calculated risk. I'm very open to say, okay, let's see what other investments, where can I double my money? Where can I triple my money? How can I be more financially abundant and just abundant in my life? So I'm always open to 
into these things. And um, because I connect with the divine and I talk to the divine a lot um, and my angels and my guides, I believe that, you know, things, I attract those things now. That's what I believe. Awesome. Awesome. And that's exactly the case. And this is something that I talk about quite a lot in the in, in the teaching aspects on Mondays and Wednesdays, how your connection with divine energy opens up the pathways and shows you which way to move forward. But you have to you have to build that connection with devices energy. You have to take that guidance and actually act upon it. So and you've done that. And I, I, I commend you so much. Well done so much. And your journey really, really highlights so clearly how when you work on your mindset, when you work on your inner self, your external life changes completely. And doesn't matter what life throws at you. This was a major, major thing about, you know, almost, you know, being paralyzed for life coming out the other end, being healthier and actually wealthier as well, because <laughs> you're yeah. a lot more wealthy. So tell yeah. us what have you, you know, so what sort of, I think you've started, you came and started working with a mastermind. What sort of targets have you set and what have you surpassed so far? So when I first started with, because um, I did the, I think you had this um, five day course. Yeah, the workshop. Yes, the Millionaire Mindset Makeover workshop. Yeah, we do that. Yeah. So that, and funny enough, let me tell you this again, like I say, everything happens for a reason. Google, your post came up on my Facebook, I think a year ago. Right. Again, it's all timing. You know, yeah. it came up a year ago and I looked at it and said, okay, whatever, you know, and then she's carried on, you know, life went on. Mm. This time round when it did, you know, I always just feel my heart and there was a calling. There was just a calling there to say, you need to connect with this woman. And then, and then I read about you. And then when you said that, you know, you used to go to um, uh, Queen Mary University, I was like, oh my God, she's closer to home. You know, she's a, usually you see these people and you go, they're actually up there, you know, but I said, oh my God, she's a real person. <laughs> I just went to the university that my brother went to. So it, it, you became real to me. Mm. So I was like, wow, she's changing her life. Okay. She's definitely an answer to my prayers and that's what happened so this time around when you came to me I was like you know I didn't even think twice and believe me financially I was not in a good space right but I thought what the heck I'm gonna just pay for it and that's what I did and again before that before I actually even went into how much it would cost my mind was saying it's going to cost a lot of money. You won't be able to afford it. You know, these things, right? Yeah, they're great people. They want to help the world, but they charge so much. It's not going to be, so that's what I, that was the moment, because that's what you see out there. Yeah. Help you, but it's going to cost you this much. And he thought, well, if I was in that position where I had this much, I wouldn't come to you. Hmm. you know? But yours was very affordable, you know, and I thought, oh, no, no, I'm looking for the small print. No, no, it's got to be more. It's got to be more. What's she talking about? It's this much. It cannot be right. This cannot be right. I was like, she's going to give us all this. And for that much, this, this, it's got to be a catch. Somewhere. The workshop is amazing. It really yeah. is. Yeah. That's it. And not just that. And I'm, you know, I'm the kind of person that when I speak, I speak with such conviction that, you know, I've got a great circle of friends around me. Mm. They jump on board as well. They're like, oh, if you say so, we'll go for it. You know, that mm. kind of thing. So I think I was one day into your course and I spoke to my sister about it because somehow my sister and my life are very similar. Whatever mm. I'm going through, she sort of goes through. It's like a pattern. And uh, she was going through. And the fact is that I said to her about this and I couldn't stop talking about you. And because I kept on talking about you and the 
the whole uh, mastermind thing or the whole uh, workshop. workshop yeah the mastermind is something which is which is quite end so just to let everybody know the mastermind is quite it's it's not, i wouldn't call it expensive but it's it's a lot more high end it's a high end it's yeah, a high end mastermind but with the results i definitely think it's worth it if anybody yeah. that's what i'm saying and believe yeah. me it doesn't pay me for it i'm saying it because <laughs> it works <laughs> so that's why um but yeah so when i when i spoke to my sister about it you know she just said well you're going on about it so much you must be good right i'm just going to jump on and that's when she jumped on as well and both of us we can feel our vibration around money is changing a lot awesome 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 and i'm like you know it's like wherever i get the opportunity and believe me i haven't been following it properly because i've been out of the country Mm. timing and all of that and other things have taken into um factor i wasn't able to do it but i'm thinking god if i'm not doing it religiously and i've had these kind of results imagine if i did it you know properly with the you know schedule like type of thing god where could i be you know it's quite scary to even think about it (laughs) Well, I mean, just to let everybody, it's just to make, make everything transparent that you came onto the workshop and then you came onto a call with me. And then, um, and because you were perfect as, 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 as you are, you joined the mastermind. And so the, refer, the, the daily work that you're talking about is the, the manifestation roadmap we do together. And the, the actually specific tasks I give you for every single day, which you're not following, which is, you just told me it's a naughty, naughty. Uh, we'll have a chat about that afterwards. But anyway, thank you so much for sharing your experience, my lovely. Thank you so much for sharing how you, I mean, you are such an inspirational lady. I'm not saying that because we work together or because I know you personally. Um, the first time you got on a call and you described your story to me, I thought, oh my God, I was blown away as well as your energy, but it made, it, it really brought home to me the, top, the topic that I talk about, which is when you work on your mindset, you change your life and you are a total and absolute example of this. You, you, I think you're an epitome of, you know, changing mindset, changing your life. So thank yeah. you so much for sharing your journey with us. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here. So now that I know that you are into trading, we may call you back on our money talkies which is a segment that we started from January. Mm-hmm. And it, I think depending on when this podcast is releasing, we really started, but we will do that. Or we do the money talkies on Wednesday when you talk about specific strategies, how to make money or how to, you know, because finance is all about mindset, but Wednesday is all about strategies. So we may call you back and have, have a learn from you on a particular aspect of trading. So thank you so much, Sam. Thank you. Can I oh. say one thing, um, Go, which I yes. think is quite vital. Yes, yes When I actually came on your course at the beginning, I'm talking about before the workshop. Okay. I was really struggling for money okay really struggling for money and last year I went on a trip with my the, the ladies in the family and the kids mm. went to Turkey and money was so bad rather my sister-in-law paid for on her credit card and I was supposed to pay it back because I assumed some money was coming in so I played uh, you know book, based on that I booked we booked it when I went out there everybody was having a massage with Daniel, like my sister-in-law my mom and everyone and I pay I even booked mine but then when I looked at my bank account the money that I was expecting did not come in so then I made up some excuse to my family because it was quite embarrassing for me so I made some excuse up to my family saying oh I've got calls to make I've got meetings so I can't go for my massage I broke down in front of my mom saying that why am I you know why is it so bad for me you know, I've gone through all this, you know, I went through the illness issues and the money issues. Why is it going, you know, again, you know, have I done anything wrong, you know, and why is it so bad for me? 
So this was a question. Now, being on your course, you know, fast forward, being on your course, you know, and you know that we set targets of, you know, four-figure income and all that, and I've surpassed that, and now I am earning five figures now by the grace of God. So just wanted to say that. So, so we'll be sharing, for those of you who are interested in learning about Sam's um, experience with the mastermind, we'll be doing another video on that completely separate. So if you are on the YouTube, please do come and check it out because we will be sharing that and obviously it will be shared on our Facebook page as well. Thank you for being so honest. Thank you for sharing your story, Sam. And for, uh, where can we find you, Sam? So where can we people connect with you? So I will have a Facebook. I have a Facebook, which is Sam Malik International. Um, obviously, the details will be up. Um, I have my own Instagram page as well. And um, I don't really do Twitter as well. But I have my Instagram page and I have uh, my Facebook. I haven't got a YouTube channel out yet, but I am working on that. So, you know, talking about my journey and the things that I've learned about myself and helping more people out there. Fabulous. So for those listening or those watching this, this particular podcast, those uh, links to Sam will be up in the show notes, or if you're watching this on YouTube, will be in the show descriptions. And we will definitely have Sam back for another episode, especially on Money Talkies with Gokhan. For those listening, thank you so much for sharing your time. Thank you so much for listening. I will be back on a Friday feature another time, sharing another inspiration person, sharing their story, telling us how they change their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we speak, this is Gokhan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.golkhan.com. That's G-U-L-L-K-H-A-N.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day millionaire mindset makeover challenge, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in our next five-day challenge. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan. Take care and bye for now.